Yes, people. Welcome. It's Monday, which means we're opening the week with Chin Check. And we've got Bellator, boxing, and UFC to look back on, people. It was a busy mixed martial arts weekend. So sit back and let's get it popping. Okay, so Friday night, people, and it's Bellator 258, Mohican Sun, they're back, right, they're back, and this this card, it's a short main card, only four fights, but we have got the last fight in the first round of, um, well, no, not the first round, I mean, it's the quarterfinals, but it's that's all we've had, right, of the um, light heavyweight Grand Prix, and then we have a bantamweight championship fight, but it all starts off with Michael Page against Derek Anderson, now, um, for some reason, it's a, it's a catch weight at 175, right, a little weird, but it is what it is, right, so, um, Round one, and Paige, he's doing his thing, he's bouncing around, you know what I mean, like he does. Anderson, he's um looking very nonchalant, arms at the side, you know, trying to act like, hey, he can match Paige with his lackadaisical um, manner, right? So, um, yeah, Paige... You know, he, he's doing his thing, right? He hits a couple of leg kicks. And what is really, really fucking weird, they're, they're talking about the fight, the announced team, and they're like, Paige, he's only lost one fight, and that's the Paul Daly. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not true. What the fuck? Fuck are they talking? It was baffling. It's baffling. Because there's a team behind the scenes. And no one was like, um, yeah, he lost to Lima as well. Like people, do you wanna you know what I mean? He was stopped first round. You know, it, it was very fucking odd. Right? But yeah. <laughs> Paige is doing his thing. Anderson, he's um yeah, he's calling Paige in all the time, right, he, his arms are down, and he's trying to be like, yeah, come fight me, come, come on, right, he throws some kicks, but while he's out of range, so, yeah, just like, you're exhausting your energy, like, what are you doing, Paige, he bursts forward with a right, after bouncing around for a bit more, Paige, he bursts forward again, landing an uppercut, which um, seemed to make Anderson go stiff for a moment, right, again, a burst forward from Page, lands a left and a right hook, Anderson, he, he's not changing the way he's fighting, just trying to act like nothing is affecting him, Anderson, he does land a leg kick, and he's finally able to get him 
against the uh, against the cage, looking for a takedown. Page though, he's doing the Travis Brown defense. That's the elbows, people. You know, he uh, he lands a knee and moves into space. All right, Anderson leg kick. He's um, yeah bouncing a little bit, trying to. You know, mimic Page. Page bursts forward, lands a sidekick. Woo! A beautiful sidekick to the face of Anderson, making him go limp for a second. It was, yo, you thought it was done, right? This happens, and you're like, oh shit, fight's over. But mad props to Derek Anderson. Right, he goes down, but he gets up, gets up pretty much right away. Right, he's trying to act like he's fine and everything, but hey, he's still in the fight, still in the fight. Uh, Page he lands a jab that puts Anderson down again momentarily. Right, um, Page hits a reverse elbow just as the round ends. And that's it, right? That is it. Because I think it was the kick to the face, right? Flattened Anderson's nose and the doctor calls the fight. Doctor calls the fight. It's over. You know, but uh, Paige looked decent. Paige definitely looked decent. I think the only problem is... You know, what lost him the Lima fight? Like, he couldn't stop Lima from, like, taking him down and just dominating him, right? So, and Daly, that's what Daly did. So, Paige, he, getting people out is very good. It looks great. Looks great, right? He, he's attack, striking, kicking, slick as hell. But... Like, I think Paige would it'd be more beneficial if there was someone that could have got a grind out of him. Because then, I think only then will he know if he's ready for Lima. If he can, you know what I mean? Turn aside everything that Lima will be bringing. Because Lima is a tough motherfucker. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens next for Paige. Right, so uh, we then get a lightweight clash. We've got um, Patricky Pitbull against Peter Quelly. Right, which is this weird, stupid feud between the Pitbull team and SBG. But, you know, whatever, whatever. So, first round, and um, Quelly, he comes out vast. Lands a body kick. Right, Pitbull, though, he lands a stinging leg kick and left hook. Quelly, he hits a body kick. Um, both are moving around well, right? They're both kicking. It's a, it's an interesting fight. Quelly is pushing forward, right? He's always pushing forward. Now, in doing so, he does eat some shots from Pitbull... But, 
Quelly, you know, I mean, he, he's there to counter. What was very weird, right? So, people, he, he keeps on claiming eye pokes, right? He he lands a low blow, which you can clearly see. They both kicked at the same time. It was unintentional, right? But the ref just about to start the fight, and um, yeah, then Pitbull's like, oh no, my eye. My eye, he poked me in my eye, and you're just like, wait, we just had a break for the low blow, what are you, what's going on here, right, so they restart, then there's a point when people's like, oh no, he poked me in the eye, which you can clearly see on the replay, no poke in the eye, right, now Quelly, he gets a bit angry, comes forward, does eat a couple of hooks, so, you know, there is that um, But Pitbull, he takes Quelly down Quelly, though, he's um, avoiding shots And throwing a lot from the bottom A lot of elbows, shots from the bottom Which, um, yeah, you kind of wonder How is that going to get scored? Because Pitbull doesn't really do much from the top so we go into the second round, and um, yeah, Quilly opens up with some jabs. Pitbull returns with leg kicks, and it's just it's a bit similar to the first round. You know, Quilly pushing forward, Pitbull is countering, um, but Quilly's also landing some good shots. Right, a lot of good counters. The movement is very good from Quilly, and. Pitbull, he takes him down again, and Quelly, whoosh, unloads with elbows, vicious elbows, cutting Pitbull, cutting him, right, and he's bleeding bad, but all legitimate elbows, right, so go back to the corner, doctor calls the fight. Doctor called because when they re what happened was though they restarted the fight, so the fight wasn't gonna get called. We were gonna get the third round, but for some reason, Pitbull's team didn't attend the cuts, didn't stop the bleeding. So he comes out for the third round, gushing, gushing blood like is his time of the month, and the doctor looks at it and he's just like. Yeah, this ain't happening, because the blood is all going into his eye. It was just like, of course they're going to stop that. What are you doing? So, yeah, they stopped the fight. Like, the other Pitbull brother is trying to say that the elbows were illegal for a moment. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a crazy situation or anything. I think he was just upset, because I think he then realised, oh, no. They weren't, but yeah, not illegal elbows. It is interested, right? But Pitbull does did. I think Quelly did ask for the other brother, so we will see what happens. But now we have the last quarterfinal of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. So, there's Anthony Johnson against Jose Augusto. Now, I mean, Augusto is replacing Romaro, right? But, I will say, 
I don't call it a late replacement. I don't call it a short notice fight because Augusto is the alternate. Right? He's the alternate. That's he that was his position in the Grand Prix, which means you got to be ready every time one of these fights is going on. So if you're not training, that's on you. Right? You signed the paperwork. You you agreed to do this thing, which means your ass needs to be ready. Right? But hey, that's just uh, you know, that is just my views on the matter. Now, fight starts off. Gotta say, Anthony Johnson looked in shape. Looked in shape because we we we've just seen him recently grappling. Right, he'd been doing Chael's submission underground, and um, and we saw him do quintet. Right, so he's done quintet and I think two submissions. Now in quintet, he looked really out of shape. The first submission, he's out of shape. The second one, he's a bit better in a bit more in shape, but still not in shape. But yo, tonight, yo. He's back in shape. He's looking like the Anthony Johnson who we're used to seeing. So that, that's good, right? And he's, um, you know, he comes out fast. Comes out fast. Hard leg kick. You know, Augusto, he's, he's looking to counter, but not able to connect. Um, we're seeing very good head movement from Johnson, Right? He he lands a leg kick. Augusto counters with a jab. Front kick. Johnson, you know, he hits his own front kick. It's a lot of action. It's looking good. It's looking good. It's fun, man. You know, Johnson, he's got a lot of venom behind his shots. Right? Landing a nice leg kick. He's hooking, getting those uppercuts in. Throws a head kick. We're seeing a lot from Anthony Johnson. And he's looking he's looking slick. Right? Doesn't doesn't look rusty at all. Right? It's impressive. Augusto, he's landing the jab well. You know, his jab is connecting. Uh he's hitting the body. He's throwing some combinations. Uh, Johnson he's really attacking the legs, right? And he's got good solid leg kicks. You know, Augustus tries to counter, but hits the top of Johnson's head. Hits the top of Johnson's head with his right hand, and straight away pulls that hand back, holding it. Like, he even gives a little, uh, so you're like, oh, I think he broke his hand, right? I think he broke his hand, and, um, yeah, he, he, uh, throws it again, and yeah, we we he definitely broke his hand because oh, as soon as it lands, he's gripping that hand, right? Johnson, he's seen that he's coming forward, he's landing hooks, trying to ping Augusto to the fence, right? Landing clubbing rights to the head and the body. Augusto, he hits a left, hits a good left. Johnson, um, body kick, he's using his jab to frame and lands a huge right, 
huge right, two uppercuts, body shots, Augusto is hurt, Augusto is hurt, Johnson is looking to put the nail in the coffin, end the fight, comes forward and walks into a left, a huge left hook from Augusto, Augusto is hurt, Johnson, it's like, yo, what is going on? What is going on? Oh, fuck. Could Augusto win the fight? Well, he's only got one hand? What? So he's hurt Johnson. He lands another left, which puts Johnson down. Right? And so Augusto is looking to swarm, right? He wants to get it out. But I'm kind of thinking having one hand definitely hurt him. He because all he can really throw is the left and he's at a weird angle so he's not really getting a lot of oomph behind those lefts, but he's landing them, right? Uh, landing a lot of shovel kind of hooks onto Johnson. Johnson eventually he, he gets up, right? Augusto jumps on his back looking for a rear naked, but no hooks. Didn't get his hooks in, and Johnson shrugs him off, right? With Johnson looking for a takedown, which makes sense, allowing him to get his senses back, right? So Johnson is landing elbows to um, defend... um, yeah, it's looking good, right? Johnson, he gets the takedown and um, round ends, right? So, round two, Augusto, he he hits a Superman punch, leg kick. Johnson, he lands a right. Augusto, he's doubling up the jab. He's looking good, right? And we're wondering, has Johnson fully recovered, Right? Has he fully recovered? Now, Augusto, obviously, he's leaning on that left hook a lot now, right? Only having one arm. Johnson, he hits the leg kick. He's pushing forward. Augusto jabs. Johnson bursts forward with an overhand right. The flat lines Augusto just turns that switch off. Cup of hammer fists, ref jumps in, that is that. Anthony Johnson through to the semi-finals, gonna be fighting Nemkov. Whoo! Big things. Big things. Good debut from Johnson. Got through um yeah, you know what I mean? Busy he faced some adversity, so it enabled him to really show what he's made of. And let him see for himself, right? Because, look, when he got to those title fights in the UFC, it just never worked. He fell apart. So I think this, this is really good for his psyche, right? Shows him that he can overcome those moments, which he will definitely need going into that Nimkov fight. Now, what was really fucking weird? So we then go to the interview, and... For some reason, Big John is looking to try and embarrass Anthony Johnson. It's fucking weird, right? Now, 
There, I, like the only time like this that you can think of is maybe when Rogan was talking to Overeem after the Stipe fight, and that was just because Overeem was saying Stipe tapped, right? So they they had to look at the tape, right? It, it's one of those things that was saying that you have to look at the tape. But there was no point where Rogan's going to, you know, Overeem. Ah, yeah, you lied. Look at that. Look at that. You lied. Ah, but Big Johnny's like, oh, were you hurt? And Johnson's like, I don't know, right? He hit me. I don't think I was, right? I think I was fine. But if I looked wobbly, I don't know, maybe. But I don't know. I don't think I was. And then he played a tape and he's like, ah, yeah. Looks like you're wobbly. Oh, look. And that's when you stumble down. Oh, look. And you're stumbling there. And you're just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing, John? Just stop. You're acting like you can't. It was weird. It was so fucking weird, man. Eesh. I don't like the commentary team. I don't like the Bellator production. I mean, I... Ugh. But we're in the main event, right? So we've got the bantamweight world champion, Jean Arcaleta. He's defending his belt for the first time against Sergio Pettis. Third fight in Bellator. And he's got the title shot. Big moves, people. Big moves. And this is an interesting fight. Like, Arcaleta, he's moving around a lot. Moving around a lot, trying to, he's trying to do that, you know what I mean, work rate will overcome you, right, swamp you with his pressure, they kept on saying his movement is like TJ Dillashaw, and he really isn't, right, I think only, like, not many people move like Dillashaw, and Dillashaw doesn't move like Dominic Cruz, right, not many people move like that, now, there's people that move, but the whole thing with, and Dominic Cruz especially, there's an economy of movement, right, that the movement isn't just moving for moving's sake, it all leads to something, and you can say that for sure about, you know, Dillashaw, Arcaleta though, he's moving a lot, definitely, and he has got a gas tank, but it's not the same movement, it's not the same movement, man, you know, um, but he's using the jab, he's trying to faint a lot, and the big thing with this fight, I kind of felt was, Pettis's economy of movement, right, he's not following Arcaleta, he's not letting Arcaleta dictate the fight, he's landing counters, oh, his right hand just didn't miss, didn't miss all fight, and yeah, he is just a quick little sidestep, cutting Arcaleta off, and then punishing him, and you could see that Pettis had the heavier hands. He's landing the heavier shots, which, um, 
yet you could see how they were wearing on Arcaleta. When you got into the championship rounds, that round four and five, Pettis was taking over. Right, Pettis's power, his gas tank, it was just. It was just that level above Arcaleda's. And it's not to say Arcaleda looked bad. Arcaleda was landing some good shots. It's just Pettis wouldn't let him implement his game plan. Wouldn't let him implement his game plan. Now, Arcaleda spent a lot of time trying to get a takedown. I think officially probably landed maybe two. But Pettis was like up. Pretty much straight away. Arcaleta didn't land damage. I so I think he, he used a lot of energy trying to get those takedowns, which he then wasn't able to capitalize on. You know, so yeah, Anthony Pettis sorry, not and Sergio. Sergio Pettis, he just outworked and was then able to dominate. One Arcaleta. Hey, so the time he got to the end of that fifth round, there was no doubt, no doubt at all that we were gonna hear and no. Woo! It, it was a tremendous effort by Sergio, who gets his first big gold. So, yeah, good, good little. Uh, Move right there And that was the reason you could feel he went to Bellator To win Win a belt Right because he, he just wasn't going to win it um, In the current flyweight division Right So um, yeah that was, that was good man That was a good move And you think in the bantamweight division at the, I don't know if he's beating Yan Or Sterling or um, Sugar Sean, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it it was a good move because this is just gonna raise the level of Pettis, right? So if he does come back, maybe at some point, then oh shit, all bets are off, all bets are off because now he's got the gold. We're gonna see a different, a completely different Sergio Pettis, and. That's a worrying thing for them bantamweights, people. It's a worrying thing. So, fight-wise, not bad. Commentary, ugh. But, uh, yeah. I think the next Bellator is a couple of weeks away. But um, I need to double-check that. Well, on Saturday, there was the big boxing match. All right, we had um, Saul Canelo Alvarez looking to, uh, well, I would say probably, actually, you know, Billy Joe Saunders is the one looking to do the thing. I mean, they both are kind of, really. Saunders, he wants to upset Canelo. Right, he wants to be the David taking out the Goliath, as he put it. And Alvarez, he wants to unify the belts. Right, be a um, you know, one of a few only 
Unified Champions. Yeah, so this took place at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Was airing on the zone, and yeah. So up on the line was um, the WBA belt, the uh, WBO, the WBO Super Middleweight belt, the world, the WBC belt, and the Ring Magazine belt, which I think is always a weird. It's a weird one, right? Having a magazine have a, a legitimate belt. It just always sounds a bit odd, but uh. You know, that was the gist of it, right? So, I mean, this was an interesting fight. An interesting fight. You know, started off first round, right? It was a feeling out process. Saunders was using his jab, mixing between head and body, right? Um, But you'd say his punches were more as a reach finder than anything concussive. I mean, he did land a nice body shot, right? And did a good job getting away from Alvarez. But Alvarez utilised his jab, not as much, but pushed forward with the aim of getting Saunders on the ropes, then landing heavy body shots. And um, he was able to do that a few times. Round two, Alvarez, you know, he was stalking Saunders, walking him down, and really digging to the body. You know, Saunders, he's still utilising the jab, but didn't seem to throw as much as he did in the first. And that wasn't really anything crazy. So, yeah, not much thrown in that second from Saunders. His combos aren't really anything other than a one-two. You know, two shots, maybe three shots at the at the most if he's feeling juicy. You know, um, Alvarez though, he's putting his shots together a lot better, and you can definitely see the power differential between the two. Right, Alvarez isn't. He's not sitting down on his shots, but, oh my god, <laughs> man, you just hear the way his shots are landing, it's like, whoo, you do not want to be taking those body shots, right, so round three, and, um, yeah, Saunders, he's doing a lot of fainting, right, but it's not really working, right, He he's pouring his jab, Or he darts forward with it, but it seems he doesn't want to stay in close. So the jab is kind of slapping, and there's not much oomph behind it. Um, You know, Alvarez, on the other hand, he shot plenty of oomph. You know what I mean? Right, he he doubles up his um, hooks to the body and head midway through to very good effect, he's landing his big right to the head a lot, uh, Saunders, Saunders always keeps on shaking his head like that shot didn't hurt, but in the, in him doing that, you know the shots hurt, right, it, it's a weird thing, I mean, it, it's something that never really makes any sense, so, 
we get to round four. And um, Saunders tried some different shots this round, right? He's um, throwing an uppercut combo a couple of times, but he's still backing up a lot. Majority of the time, he's on the back foot. Alvarez, he's landing his uppercut a lot this round. Um, Continues to dig to the body. Push forward and pressure Saunders. He's landing to the head. Making Saunders seems to uh, question everything he's going to do. Which is then stopping Saunders from doing a lot. You know? We go to round five. And um, this is a better round for Saunders. He's fighting behind his jab. Though, I will say, I don't think... He can win from just behind his jab and throwing the jab in the way he's doing. Right now, he said, I think you can definitely win a fight behind your jab, and we've seen it before. But the jabs are usually more stinging, right? It's a more forceful jab, a get the fuck out my face sort of jab. This is a Ding, got your nose, sort of jab. You know what I mean? Now, you know, that's not... Listen, that's not criticising or trying to discredit Saunders, let's say. It, 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 it's just, it's... The jab hasn't got enough power to stop Alvarez, right? And you can clearly see that, you know? Um, But... Right, him throwing the jab, doing it the way he's doing, it does seem to be giving him confidence. Right, Alvarez is sticking to his game plan, working the body, landing stiff counters to the head. Saunders, like, he um, he needs to stop trying to act cute. I kind of feel at this point of the fight because. Saunders, he's dropping his hands a lot, he's sticking his tongue out, he's trying to be like, oh, that didn't hurt, he's trying to do all of this, just all of this mocking shit, which is to rile Alvarez up, but it's not really working, or should I say, it's not working to the effect and extent that Saunders wants it to work. Right, so we should stop doing that and concentrate on landing solid shots, right? You know, because he needs to get Alvarez respect. He, because we're not seeing Saunders throw anything that makes Alvarez stop, stop in his tracks and question coming forward. Right, so we're in round six. Round six was a quiet round, really. Not a lot from either this round. Right, Saunders, he's moving back all the time. Isn't it's not good for the um, optics of the judges. Alvarez is following this time, rather than cutting him off like he was doing in other rounds. You know, so yeah, just a bit of a. Meh, hapless round, which I am. It's a fast-paced fight, so 
I imagine both are a bit content with just like, yeah, whatever. We'll turn it up again next time. Right. So we go into round seven and um, this is an interesting round. Right. Saunders, he's he's jabbing a lot, but not as much as. um. Yeah, we've we've seen him in the first few rounds. Right. Alvarez, he didn't land an awful lot low. Right, but at the start, one of his early body shots, it seemed to stiffen Saunders up just for a moment, a brief moment, nothing crazy, but it, it, it's just this shot that makes you think to yourself, oh, are those checks nearly ready to cash, you know? Right, so the rest of the round, Alvarez, he's just looking to land the heavy shots to the body or the uppercut. Right, so we then go into round eight. Saunders starts off really busy. He's throwing jabs to the head, to the body. He's looking pretty loose. He's looking pretty loosey-goosey up in there, right? But a stiff body shot from Alvarez seems to change Everything change everything, people. Right? Saunders he takes a couple of steps back after the next body shot. Um he, he starts holding, right? He's constantly holding Alvarez. Now he was holding a bit during the rest of the fight, but this round whoo really takes it up a notch, right? So um Alvarez starts to pour it on, right, Saunders, he's buying every single feint that um, Alvarez is throwing like it's Dogecoin, you know what I mean, and um, Alvarez, he's, he's hyping the crowd, he's really getting into the flow of it, and just, whew, Alvarez is loose, and he is Ripping, ripping shots to Saunders, right? Saunders' eye is closed up, he's blooded, his nose is probably broken. Man, Alvarez has really stepped it up a gear. So, back to, um, you know, back to the corners. It's the end of the round. And then, all of a sudden, boom, it's done. Yeah, it, it is done, looks, it's hard to tell if it's the doctor that calls it, if Saunders has just said he's not coming out, it's not very clear what the fuck really happened, there's also Saunders' eye, it's not completely shut, like, it's definitely closing, but it is a bit surprising he, um, he didn't come out for the ninth. Now, like there might be some serious issues, but it's it's not overly clear on the broadcast. And I gotta say, the broadcast, I just I think the zone, their broadcast is kind of shit, right? The camera angles are horrible. It's really badly shot. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. The commentary, it's alright, but it's a bit, uh, 
It's a bit weird. I would have liked more um, Roy Jones Jr. to be honest. Right? And one big thing about boxing. There are so many pointless people in the fucking ring. Right? Before a fight. After a fight. You just look at you like, who the... Who the fuck are all these people? You're people in like, you know, shirts and shit. And you're just like, wait, why the fuck isn't it just the corner, right? The trainers, like the people that are going to be on the side giving the advice or sorting out the cuts and the shit to get you into the next round. That's what it should just be. Not all of these other motherfuckers. Because I think, and this is a bit of a, you know, nothing to do with the fight. But I think that's the problem. You know, because you you look at a lot of boxers. Look at Tyson, right? Uh, uh, When Tyson went broke, yes, there's the Don King effect, you know, stealing his cash. But you also had all the hangers on, Right? All the hangers-on. And the hangers-on are there because they can get in the ring. They want to be in the ring before and after, on TV, you know, getting their shine. Right? So if you just cut it back, cut it back to just the corner personnel, I think that's going to benefit the boxers. I think that would greatly benefit the boxers. But anyway... Very good display from Alvarez. Yeah, I I mean, he just always looked like the dominant fighter in there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can make that next fight to fully sort the belt situation out. That's going to be interesting to see if that can get done. And um, it should do. Hoping it does. But we will see. Okay, people, so Saturday night, and we've got the UFC. Alright, so it was UFC on ESPN 24, Rodriguez v. Waterstone. We had Anik, Cormier, and Cruz on the announce table, Cormier doing the interviews. And this fight card, oh my days... Man, there were definitely issues, right? We had, we lost the main event a few weeks back, right? Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. Great main event. Fight got lost. Got a new main event. Michelle Waterstone against Marina Rodriguez. So all is good. But then we lost other fights, right? So we lost Ben Rothwell, Philip Linz. We lost... um. Ryan Benoit against Zaria Adashev. Yeah, Diego Sanchez. That situation happened, so he left left the card. Roxy Madafari got injured, so her fight against Talia Santos went. Man, we lost fights. But we're like, okay, we're good. We're good. We got 10 fights. Ten fights leading in. And then on Saturday came the news. Amanda Hibas had COVID. So her fight against Angela Hill was gone. And we're like, oh man. This is 
Whew, this is rough. This is rough, man. But we still had nine fights. We still had nine fights. Now, there was a fight, heavyweight clash, that I thought, okay. Now, both have got shit to prove, right? This was on my setting it straight list. And I'm talking about our fight between Marcus Rogerio da Lima and Morris Green. So you're just like, okay, these two, they're going to come out and do their thing. Because we know they can. Right? We've seen those glimpses. So, yeah, let's see what they're going to do. And, um, you know, on the feet, Green didn't look too bad. Right? He was, um, yeah, moving around, landing some leg kicks, you know, and they were swinging at each other, they really were swinging, right, um, to Lima, he, he just missed a few shots, right, but then gets a double leg takedown midway through that first round, and, um, that then was it. That was it, because he didn't really do a lot from top, didn't really do a lot, but, you know, you're just like, okay, because Green, he, 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 he wasn't doing anything to stand up, was not doing a thing to stand up, which you're just like, oh, what do you do, because we know Green has got jujitsu. Right, he, he's made attempts at subs in other fights, so we've seen that from Green. Right, he got that. I mean, it wasn't a legit. It was a terrible move, but he he subbed John Volante. But in this fight, we saw nothing from Morris Green on the ground, absolutely nothing, which was shocking, shocking. But we're like second round, okay. Is this is gonna be different? He he was in a bad. He couldn't find his way up, but now he he's gonna do his thing, right? No, the Lima was just like, oh, I can just lay on a dude. So yeah, he got the takedown even sooner, and it was partly because Green was just reckless, came out way reckless, missed the shot. And basically gave the Lima the takedown. So again, we just got more of the same. Green doing nothing off the bottom, and the Lima not doing a lot from the top. Not doing a lot from the top. You're like, at least get Mount and end the fight. He landed some shots, yes, but from the position he's in. Now he doesn't have to go to Mount, right? But Look, we've seen what people... Look at what Valentina Shevchenko did to, um... Fuck. What is her name? Jessica Andrade. Yes. Woo! Look at what Valentina did. Right? Got the crucifix. Just battered her. Battered her. We've seen impressive important performances from top. Delima didn't give us that. Didn't give us that. But at the end of the second round, he hit an elbow after the buzzer. 
right? It was a late shot. Now, I don't, I wouldn't say it was intent. I think he was throwing as the buzzer went. Now, yes, you think, eh, he should have pulled it. But, you know, we've seen it happen. It's one of those things. Green was super pissed, though, right? And they got into a slanging match. But you're thinking, oh, shit, we're going to see some heat now. This is going to be a tasty third round. And it was not. It was not. Again, like, Green sloppy on his feet. The Lima takes him down. And Green does nothing to get up. Nothing to get up. And the Lima, nothing to finish the fight. Right? After all that jarring, you figured at least they're going to look to finish this one. <laughs> no. No, they did not. It was, it was weird. It was the worst fight that we have seen in a while, right, in a while, because I would say neither really tried to finish this fight, neither, neither came out looking like, oh, I need to win, I want to win, that was the shocking thing, right, I mean, I kind of feel that was the real kind of surprise, because, you know, Delima was coming in off of a loss, you know what I mean, and um, so was Green, they're both coming in off losses, right, both coming in after being stopped, so you're just like, oh shit, they will want to put on a, a better performance, and even with the win, you can't really say the Lima gave us a better performance. It was very disappointing. So a fight that just oh I I feel is very controversial, right? It is the featherweight bout between Mike Trezano and Ludwig Klein. Okay, so um yeah, I think now. I will say, this fight, it was a close fight, it was definitely a close fight, but, but, right, so it starts off, and straight away you can see, Klein's hands are so damn fast, so damn fast, man, it's like, whoa, okay, you know what I mean, now, Trezano, you know, he's not taking steps back, he's definitely throwing, throws a good right, you know, I mean? he was trying to slow Klein down with leg kicks, trying to do that, but Klein was always, it was all there to, always there to answer, hitting body kicks, head kicks, you know, really doing his thing, and he ended every single round with a double leg takedown, Got a double leg takedown in all three rounds, right? All three rounds. At the end of all three rounds as well, after landing good shots, right? It, it was just like, huh, okay. Now, second round, right? Client, he, he's landing his jab well, right? 
body kick, hits a backhand to the head after missing with a overhand. Shirini missed with the overhand. Trezado thinks he's safe, and boom, he he hits him with a backhand. Right, that's what the shit that Klein was doing in this fight. Now Trezano again, he he's eating the legs, right? He's um coming forward, landing hands, but Klein ends around with that double leg takedown, right? Trezano gets up. Klein hits another takedown. In the third round, Trezano hits a big shot. Hits a big right that it shook Klein a little, right? Then Klein, to, to, you know, he's a bit shook, goes for a takedown. Trezano stuffs it. So you're like, oh, shit. Is Trezano going to turn it around? What's going to happen here? But, right, a bit later in the round... Klein hurts Trezano. Klein hurts Trezano. Stumbles him with a leg kick as well. And hits a takedown. Right? Now, Trezano, he um, he gets up. Klein hits another takedown. Now, Trezano gets a guillotine at the very end. Right? The last 10 seconds, he, he's got a guillotine. But the round ended. You know, Klein didn't tap, the round ended. So, although it was a close fight, I'm, I I had to give it to Klein, right? I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's Klein's fight, right? It, great effort from Trezano, for sure. But that's Klein's fight. And it seemed that the commentary team were shocked with this one as well. You know, it, it was a bit, so, and especially, right, because one judge gave it 30-27. And I'm like, I mean, this fight, it, it was close. So I would give it 29-28 to Klein. To say that neither fighter won a round just seems ludicrous. Because it was that close a fight. Now, the other two judges gave it 29-28 to Trezano. But, yeah, 30-27 is just... That is criminal, right? It, it scores like that. It's decisions like that that you're kind of wondering... Why the fuck are these judges not made to justify their fucking decisions? It's insane. It really is insane. And I, yeah, for me, this was a controversial decision. Two of the really impressive performances on the night, man. I think our first one was um, Phil Hawes against Carl Dukas. Middleweight clash that opened up the main card, right? Because it was. Because of the night and everything, we just had three prelims and then six on the main. And yeah, this fight opened it up. And uh, it was a great fight to open it up with people. Like, Horse came out pushing forward, landing the jab. And he wasn't allowing Dukas to get space to use his reach advantage. You know? Dukas, 
He he was able to stop a takedown with a guillotine attempt. Right? And they get back into space. He lands a leg kick. Hawes, though, gets a huge takedown on Dukas. Dukas, he tries for a guillotine, but ends up with Hawes getting a head arm choke on him. Right? And you're like, oh fuck. This looks tight. Oh, could we see it over? Is he going to end it with this? Now, just before you thought, oh, fuck, it might be done. Dukas is able to get a reversal. Able to get a reversal. They scramble. He gets on Hawes' back. But Hawes is able to get up. And then stuffs Dukas' attempts to get the fight to the ground. Man, it was, it was just action, man. It was fun, right? So, um, Dukas hits a knee. Hawes, man, he returns with his own knee. Dukas is trying for a takedown, but Hawes is stuffing it. Going to the second round. And, yeah, Hawes is coming forward, landing that body kick. He's punishing the body, man. Um, Dukas, he misses a head kick, but lands a body kick that you think must have hit the liver because it's really damaged Hawes. Hawes is looking a bit off. It's looking a bit off, man. Bit stunned, but he's able to get get up in close and get a takedown, which super smart, right? Dukas is able to get up. Off a clinch, he lands a 1-2. Dukas, I mean, Hawes, though, he's back. He's got his equilibrium back. Um, really smashing that body. And lands a huge right hand. Right, Dukas is trying to tie it up. He's looking for a takedown. But Hawes, not letting him. He's hitting elbows. He's ripping the body. He's Pushing the action and really punishing Dukas. Oh, so we're in the third round. Hawes, he's just continuing that ferociousness that he's been showing. And in a heavy one, too, he's landing at, you know, what I mean, great shots. Dukas, he, he, he's trying to answer the shots, but Hawes is just pouring it on. Body kicks. Gets a takedown. He's landing elbows. He is just taking it to Dukas, man. Gets a dominant, unanimous decision win. Huge win for Phil Hawes, man. Was super impressive. You know? And then, literally our next fight, right? Our next fight, which is... Um, the lightweight fight between Diego Ferreira and Gregor Gillespie. So in this one, right, we haven't seen Gillespie for a couple of years. Last time we saw him, he got head kicked by Kevin Lee. Madison Square Gardens, right? Just like, ah, oh no. And um, Ferreira, he lost to uh, Bilal Muhammad. Right? No, he lost to Benel Dayush. Yes. He lost to Benel Dayush after being on a very good... I think it's a six-fight run, seven-fight run. So, 
this is it was always going to be a tough fight for Gillespie, but then Ferreira misses weight, right? Comes in at one sixty. I mean, it was ridiculous, and. When they're in the cage, right? Ferreira looked huge. Looked huge. You're just like, oh, come on, man. This is messed up. So, man, there's a lot riding on this fight, right? Gillespie comes out and uh, he takes the center. Takes the center. He's looking composed, right? Firing out his jab. Body kick. Now, Ferreira, he's using his jab, right? Gillespie, he um, yeah, gets a takedown, right? Landing some short shots. Ferreira, though, he's attacking. He gets up. He's attacking the legs, right? Attacking the legs. And you're like, ooh, what, what, like, where's this going to go? What's going to happen here? Um, now, it's back and forth and everything like that, right? Now... It's an interesting fight, and um, Ferreira lands with a left, right? Lands with a left, and it, it looks like he's stunned Gillespie. Looks like he's stunned Gillespie. Gillespie, he, he's trying for um, a takedown. Ferreira, he's just continuing to attack. Continuing to attack. Right, just swarming him, swarming him, looking for submissions, everything like that. And it's like, fuck, what is gonna like is is man like being out for two years and then coming back, coming back, losing to a dude that missed weight. Ah, right, but no one's gonna remember that fact. You know, and everyone's just gonna look at the record and go, Oh yeah, Gillespie lost two back to back. You know what I mean? Gillespie, who we thought was going to be a big thing, might not, right? And it's just like, fuck, what's going to happen, right? So Ferreira takes Gillespie's back, takes his back, but falls off, falls off. Now, um, Gillespie is able to, you know, escape from the situations, right? But Ferreira is on top and he's hitting some elbows. Round ends, you're like, okay. Alright, but what is Gillespie gonna be like in round two? After taking all of that damage, what is he gonna be like? And we see Gillespie visibly take a huge breath. And we know Gillespie for pushing the pace. Right, you never see him taking a breath after the first round. Like, what? Okay, so second round, right? Gillespie comes out, lands a front kick. Ferreira, he's throwing a one-two. Gillespie, he gets a takedown on his second attempt. Ferreira is up, but Gillespie is still on him, sticking to him like glue. Gets another takedown. Right, Ferreira is attacking with a Kimura. Gillespie escapes. Ferreira's up, but Gillespie takes him down again. And he's keeping that pressure. Keeping that pressure on. Landing shots. 
landing shots, man. And um, he's able to flatten Ferreira out, right? And you're like, fuck, this is huge. This is huge. Flattens him out and just keeps punching. Keeps punching. Ferreira's done. Ferreira is, you, know, you see, you look at Ferreira's face, he's broken, man. He is broken. This is insane. Right? It's insane. From being nearly out. From being nearly out in the first round. Gregor Gillespie comes back with the huge win. Over a fight that missed weight and looks significantly bigger up in that fucking octagon. It was a huge win for Greg Gillespie. He looked great. And what a way to come back. Oh, man. And just that interview, right? You could see how much that fight meant to him. You could see. So this is tremendous. Couldn't be happier for Greg Gillespie. So out of all the performances, I would say there were two that were dominant. And... Listen, the second one, you might think, wait, hold on a second. But there's reasons for why I've included that, right? So the first fight was the second fight on the card, right? It was a middleweight clash between Tafona Nuwaki and Yong Park. So out the gate, you know, Tafon... Of course, right? I'm going to fuck up that surname if I try it too many times. So Tafon, he comes out and, man, he's got power, right? We've seen it in the Contender Series. We saw it in his debut, right? Comes out really looking to land those heavy shots, right? And he's not doing a bad job, right? But Park, he's clearly the faster of the two. And um, he, he's looking to utilize his speed. He's, you know, doing a lot, like, jabbing, leg kicks, moving around. Now, Tafon, he's mixing up his jab, head and body. He's doing that very well. He hits a few calf kicks, but he's not really going after it that much. Right? Now, Park, he's doubling up that jab. Right, he's putting a left behind it. You know what I mean? He's hitting combinations. Tafon isn't really doing that. Right? We go into the second round and Park, man, he, he's jabbing. Um he's you know really just looking to put the pressure on Tafon. Gets a quick takedown. Now Tafon gets up for sure, but yeah, I mean, it's just how much is that going to take out of him? You know, now, Tafon, he's, again, he's attacking the body, right? He was doing that in the first. He's still doing it. He's looking to pressure. You can see Tafon wants to dominate Park, but he's not able to pin him down, right? Not able to pin him down and utilize this aspect of his game. Right, but we're seeing a lot from Park, right? 
We're seeing him, you know, get some good shots into the body. We're seeing him, um, I think he's able to avoid those big shots, right? Which is huge, right? Park gets another takedown, right? Gets another takedown. Into um, He's trying to put some moves on Tafon reverses it Which is like Oh shit I know you had ground Okay And he gets mount Which you're like Oh that's super Like who wants to be On the bottom of Tafon Right But um, Park Avoids that damage Right Avoids the damage Gets up Right, Tafon goes for another takedown. Park, he um, avoids it, grabs the neck, grabs the neck. Tafon picks him up, but Park is able to, um, yeah, grab that guillotine, grab the guillotine, and the squeeze is on. Squeeze is on, and you're like, oh fuck, I think it's done. But the fight ends, the the bell ends, the round ends, right? And you're just like, oh, if there was a few seconds more, Tafon is winning that. I mean, Park is winning that fight, right? He's getting a finish. So we're into the third round. And, um, yeah, Park continues to push the pressure, right? He's jabbing. Right, he's he's able to um you know get a takedown. Right, Tafon is up, but Park is sticking to him. Right, he's on the back, drags him down, and he's landing good shots on him. He's looking for a rear naked choke. Right, but can't get it. Ends the round. Just dominating, just ground and pound. Every time Tafon moves, Park sticks with it. He rolls with the motion and he's just dropping pressure on him. Man, it was just like, whew. It's impressive, man, because Tafon, so much power, right? I think he's going to be a very good fighter, but it's, he just doesn't have the experience. Experience to be able to deal with situations which he found himself in tonight, but very good performance from uh, Park. Very good performance from Park, man. So my other dominant performance was the co-main. No, no, it was a feature fight. Ugh. Yes, it was the feature fight, Neil Magny against Jeff Neil. Welterweight clash. And both I mean both wanted to set the record straight here, people. Both wanted good performances. And I gotta say, Neil Neil looked good. Neil looked good today. See, this is the thing, right? Like, hey, Neil looked good. How is it a dominant performance? Right? Now here's the thing. Neil looked good. Right, and when he landed, he landed some big shots. But unlike he did in his last fight against Chiesa, Magni, man, he used his range well. 
used his range well, was always firing out shots. He was busy, right? And that's not what we saw in his last fight. And when Magni fights well, he uses his gas tank, he's busy, super busy, and just wears people out. And in this fight, he's using a jab. He's throwing a lot of body kicks, front kicks. You know, and he initiated the clinch a lot of the times, right? He initiated the clinch and was landing well inside, right? Locked day boxing on the break. He was hitting the shot, right? He was hitting the shot on the break. Getting elbows, some knees. Like, Magni didn't stop working. Didn't stop working. So, although Neil started the fight well, you know, and he definitely had a better performance than his last fight, I would say. He just didn't throw enough. He wasn't as active as Magni. And Magni being active, you know, just utilising his weapons. Because he used all his weapons tonight. You know, the jab, the kicks, the knees, elbows, every single thing we saw him throw. And it was impressive, right? That's why Magni was dominant, because he brought the fuck. King action, you know, I mean, he really put it out there, really put it out there, and when that fight finished, there was no other outcome, right, you, you if they had given it to Neil, oh, hey, that would have just been, alright, let's just end the, let's end the night here, because the judges are fucked, right, but yeah, Neil Magny looked very good, very good, and that's the Magni that you remember from old, right, that's Neil Magni doing his thing, and we haven't seen that Magni for a little bit, so it was good to see that Magni, now what I want to know, what will be very interesting, is this the Magni to stay, is he going to be able to maintain this, and go on that push, because you do think Magni has got the ability to go all the way, right? Might not be Usman, right? But he could get that title fight for sure. So, what's going to happen? What are we going to see? You know what I mean? Great performance from Magni. Okay, so on the night, we had three finishes. Out of nine fights, that's not too bad. Right, because other than the Green de Lima fight, everything else had action. You know what I mean? So, um, yes. Now, one of those finishes was Gregor Gillespie's impressive comeback turnaround TKO finish, right, of um Ferreira. So then we had another TKO and a submission. Right now. The night started off with one of those finishes. We had a welterweight clash between Christian Aguilera and Holston Harris, who was making his octagon debut. 
right? So he came out of um, Dana White's looking for a fight, right? So uh, it was a wonder, how's he going to be, right? How's this going to go? Now, Aguilera, he came, came forward to the middle, then sprint forward at Harris, right? Harris changed levels, right? Got in on the body. He's looking for a takedown. But Aguilera is able to reverse and get back out into space. Harris hits a really good front kick, right? Really good front kick, man. Um, so going back and forth, Aguilera hits an uppercut. Looks like it hurt Harris. He gets him up against the fence, and Aguilera shoots in, looking for a takedown. Harris stuffs it and straight away you just see his arms. It's like his arms had a second nature because they went and at first it looks like he went for a dart. Looked like he went for a dart, but in fact he wrapped up an anaconda choke. Anaconda Aguilera tried to fight it, but he went out. Went out. Colson Harris, what a debut, my friend. Very slick. Very slick. It was whew, it's quick, man. It was quick. So yeah, that was our first finish of the night. Right? So then our next one came in the co-main event. Which was another welterweight clash. Donald Cerrone against Alex Moreno. Now Cerrone, as look, everyone knows, he had a different opponent. That didn't happen. But also Cerrone, he wanted to come down to lightweight. But you know, he, he decided to stick around and do this one welterweight clash. Because he was going to have that other fight. Fell through. Moreno came. He decided to take it. And, you know, Cowboy always brings a fight. So it's like, what are we going to get here? You know? And Moreno. Moreno knows Cowboy can start slow. And he came out fast. Oh, my God. Moreno came out fast. Right? Now, Cerrone, he was, um, all right, he, he, he was ready for it. He was ready for it. And, you know, gets a body lock, right? Gets a body lock and uh, gets Moreno up against the fence. Moreno reverses and um, backs out into space, right? Lands a head kick. Cerrone, he's firing out his jab. Leg kicks. Moreno hits her right. Cerrone, body kick. We're back and forth. And Cerrone is looking good. Cerrone's looking decent, Anne. You know what I mean? It's not completely that slow start, which we've come to suspect from Cerrone at times. But, um, you know, Moreno is a young buck, man. He's a young buck, right? And, uh, yeah, I think we're seeing a lot we're seeing a lot. Cerrone, he, he gets a body lock. Moreno, though, right, he's able to um, 
yeah, get a trip takedown. Gets a trip takedown. And, um, yeah, it catches, you know, he gets up, right? Now, Cerrone comes forward and Moreno catches him. Catches him with a shot. And you're like, ooh, right? Okay, Cerrone needs to be careful. Needs to be careful. Cerrone hits a good body kick. Again, Moreno lands a right. Lands a right. And it's like, ooh, okay. Cerrone, he, he, he's throwing out that jab. Throwing out that jab. They're engaging. And Moreno drops his head. And fires off a rocket of a right hand. A rocket of a right hand. And Cerrone is stunned. Cerrone is stunned. Now Moreno, he lands another right. The, the, you know, Cerrone is on the fence. He's trying to survive. Like we're seeing Cerrone, you know, try and do the sensible thing. But Moreno is just letting it go. Moreno is letting it go. And... Man, he lands a few more, the ref jumps in, which definitely the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Mad props to the ref for jumping in and stopping that one. But, um, yeah, not the way you wanted it to go. Because, man, like, you know what I mean? It's Donald Cerrone. Right? You, you just wanted him to have a good fight. And, yeah, it, it didn't go his way. But... Great win for Alex Moreno. You know what I mean? Definitely a really good win for him. So it'll be interesting to see what he does next. You know? But listen, Cerrone's going to drop down to lightweight. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But that, you know what I mean? Just one more fight to go, people. So our main event. Right, our main event is Michelle Walderson against Marina Rodriguez. And obviously both are straw weights, but because this was a late notice fight, they fought at um flyweight, which hey made sense. And both both look very good. Both look very good at the weight. It's like they didn't look like they were you know what I mean? Didn't look like they hadn't trained. Right, so they've both been training, they didn't look loose, they both looked on point. And, yo, they both came, they both came and brought the shit. Both brought the shit, it was a great main event. Now, you could see, Rodriguez had the power. She had the power, but, Michelle Walderson, so much prompts. Because Walderson has got heart for... Days, Hart, she never quits. She will always, always just bring the action. You gotta submit her. You gotta, you know, detach that consciousness from existence, or she's gonna come at you. It's as simple as that. And that is one of the things why everyone loves the karate hottie. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, she was, you know, trying for a takedown, and Rodriguez was shrugging her off, 
know what I mean? Just, yeah, Rodriguez is tough. Now, Waterstone was landing some counter rights, right? So even though Rodriguez had that reach, Michelle Waterstone was still hitting some good shots, some good counters, you know? Hitting some good leg kicks, which just, you know, I mean, Waterstone has a complete game. There's there's no getting around that. And, um, yeah, Rodriguez, you know, she was looking to pin Waterstone on the fence and just punish her. Punish her. Now, she stumbles um, Waterstone a few times, but... It, it, it was never a situation where Waterstone looked like she was done. Looked like she was going to be out. Which you got to say, for someone with the punching power of Rodriguez, it is pretty impressive that Waterstone was able to survive that onslaught. You know what I mean? Able to survive that onslaught and just stick in there. Stick in there, come back in, I think it was the fourth round. I think it was the fourth round, Waterstone won. Yo, she got a takedown and just controlled it. Dropping elbows, doing her thing. But, yeah, Rodriguez was able in the in the fifth round to, um, you know, just land some big shots. She landed a big right hand. You know, just... Just put that pressure out there. Head kicks. You know what I mean? Just shots. Heavy shots that Rodriguez was landing. And that was, yeah, giving her the edge in the fight. So she won the fight for sure. She clearly won that fight. But Waterstone made her fight every goddamn second. Every goddamn second. One judge even gave it 48-47. Right? Because it was close. Now, I don't... I, I There was probably more than one round in it. I, I would probably say it was... Actually, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. Actually, yeah. I, I think three to two would be fair. Right? I, I'd say that... I think Waterstone, I don't know, she definitely won the fourth. Definitely won the fourth. Now, I think she may have won possibly the third, right? It was a lot closer, though, right? It's a lot closer, so you can kind of go back and forth. But I, I'd say I. it was definitely not a blowout. Definitely not a blowout by any means, you know? Good fight, good fight. It was a fun way to end, end it all. Now, bonuses. Who gets the bonuses? So, um, Alex Moreno, he gets one for his stoppage of uh, Cerrone. Colston Harris makes his debut and gets a bonus for his Anaconda finish on Agliera, and the fight of the night. And yeah, definitely fair. Was Diego Ferreira against Gregor Gillespie, and um, yeah, you know, Gillespie just 
what a comeback. You know, now Ferreira can't get a bonus because motherfucker missed weight. So yeah, I, I don't know what that means if Gillespie gets both, but um yeah, definitely a great it was a great fight. It was a really good fight, you know. Which it is yeah, it's just such a shame that Ferreira missed weight because it just tarnishes a bit. But yeah, great fight, lot of fun, you know, ended up being a decent card. You know, after everything Ended up being a decent card, but people, we now look ahead because UFC 262 is just round the corner. So people look forward to chatting about that. All right. Okay, people, so we have hit the end of another episode. Hope you enjoyed. But before we go, let's look and see what fights have been announced. Now, we were looking forward to Jack Manson against Edward Shabazian at UFC 262 at the weekend. Unfortunately, it's not happening. But... It is going on. It's just been pushed back a week. No idea why. But yeah, it will be happening on the following week, the 22nd of May. Alright, so on the 12th of June, UFC 263, Eric Anders, your boy, is going to be fighting the dentist Darren Stewart. Alright, then um, we jump to July, the 17th. It's a few fights. Rodrigo um, Nassacinto will be fighting Alan Boudot. Right? That was a rescheduled fight. So, finally going to get to see it. Then, making a quick turnaround, Phil Hawes will be fighting Darren Wynn on the 17th of July. Now, to next week on the 24th. Ian Heinish is fighting Nazaruddin Imamov. Then on the 31st of July, Brian Barbarina will be fighting Jason Witt. That's gonna be a dog fight. We then jump to August. So on the 7th of August, we got UFC 265, and Draco Rodriguez will be fighting Vince Morales. Okay, so then a couple weeks later on the 21st of August, William Knight will be fighting Fabio Charant. On the um, same day, the 21st, we got the Vinch Pichel against Austin Hubbard and Sherman, Chase Sherman even, against Parker Porter. And the following week, on the 28th of August, Jared Marshall will be fighting Mahmoud Mavrodov. So, people, that is it. We will be back on Wednesday to look ahead to UFC 262. So, you don't want to miss that, people. Until then, peace.